DarbyCast Economics Wednesday, and I got something good for you. And I'm not going to take all the credit for it because this topic actually came at the behest of Kyle. Kyle, good job on this one. I like the topic. So today we're going to be talking about the economics of Rumpelstiltskin. And some of you are scratching your head and you're saying, are you talking about that wily goblin? And I'm saying, yeah, Rumpelstiltskin. He was a goblin or an imp. He was a creature. He had ball sack like skin all over his body. No problems there. So the story is said to have originated over 4,000 years ago. Pretty intense stuff that this little goblin was doing his thing over 4,000 years ago. But I think there's a lot of good metaphors in here. So quick sweeping overview of Rumpelstiltskin. So there's this miller, right? He's He runs a mill, and so he's a miller, and he's got this hot daughter. She is a smoke show, a complete feast. And for those of you who don't understand what a feast is, do you know what it's like right before Thanksgiving? You haven't eaten all day. Your eyes get big and your mouth starts watering. Yeah, that is the miller's daughter, okay? Now check yourself because she is a lady, so you're going to want to back up a little bit. So the miller, he wanted to impress the king in his kingdom, and he was boasting to the king. He said, yeah, I've got this hot daughter, and she can weave straw into gold. And what kind of a call out is that? Listen, pops, that's bold. So the king was like, all right, I'm calling you out on it, Miller. Like, show me this daughter of yours. So the daughter shows up and the king, who's like, he takes it a little far and he's like, hey, babe, like, I'm going to give you some straw. And, and unless you weave this into gold, I will murder you. And that's, you know, that's kind of a bummer for her dad. So the daughter She's hanging out and she's like, ah, how do I do it? How do I do it? But then out of nowhere, a little uh, hobgoblin, he just shows up. A little hobgoblin, he just shows up and he says like, hey, babe, I'll trade you. Um, I'll do this for you in exchange for your necklace. And that seems like a pretty good deal to the miller's daughter because she's like, I don't want to have my uh, my head lopped off. What good is a necklace if you don't have a head? And that's not a bad call out. So Rumpelstiltskin goes to town on the spinning wheel. And he just, I think he's probably, I don't know if it says this in the story, but he was probably whistling pretty aggressively as he was doing this. He was probably having a blast. He might have cackled a little bit, just. <laughs> and like he was. He was a pervert and he was checking out the miller's daughter, but she didn't have a choice. She was locked in the king's castle. So she just kind of had to wear it. His ogling, very perverted, very gross, but life or death situation. You do what you got to do. So next day, King shows up and he's like, whoa, hey, babe, you did a good job. And, and on the second day, he takes her to a, a larger room filled with more straw and and is like, all right, do it again. And she was like, oh, 
damn it. And like the dad's nowhere to be found at this point. And, and he probably knows deep down in his heart of hearts, like, boy, did I really just blow it trying to show off for the king? And why did I tell him about such an oddly specific skill weaving straw into gold? Can anybody do that? He's beside himself with questions. Okay. And they're all fair questions. So Miller's daughter is posting up. She's trying to weave. She's trying to do some stuff. And then she's like, who am I kidding? That little man who looked like an overgrown scrotum with a face. He did the work. I can't do this. But then out of nowhere, he shows up the little, uh, little rumple still skin, that little fucking goblin. He shows up and he says, I'm going to, I want your ring. And it's like, rumple still skin. Why are you so into jewelry? What's your deal? But she says, okay, fella, I'll go for it. So she dishes the ring and Rumpelstiltskin goes to work. He's kind of, he's spinning and, and doing the deal. And then the king next morning is like, holy geez, I, Miller's daughter, what, does she, she has a name, doesn't she? Can we, can we look up, uh, Kyle, what was the Miller's daughter's name? Just Miller's daughter? Okay, so this is where the plot really thickens. So on the third day, the king says, hey, Miller's daughter, I'm going to marry you if you can turn this humongous room full of straw into gold. You've done it with these other two piles that I've given you. Shouldn't be a problem, huh, babe? And she's just like, oh, boy, I sure hope that goblin shows up. And sure enough, he does. But she doesn't have anything to give him. She doesn't have a necklace. She doesn't have a ring. And so naturally, this little creep strikes up a bargain and says, hey, you give me your firstborn and I'll just do this whole little deal. So this guy's into necklaces and gold rings and capturing children. Pretty shifty character, if you ask me. But he goes ahead and he does the whole deal. And uh, he, he spins the entire room into gold thread on his loom. It's, it's a loom, right? Is that, what he's, uh, is that what he's using, Kyle? You're the expert on this. A spinning wheel. Right, right, right. It's, a little, it's not a loom. It's a spinning wheel. He spins it. He spins it. Rumpelstiltskin. And then he bounces. Right. And then a couple of years later, the Miller's daughter gets pumped by the king a couple of times and he she has the first child. And then Rumpelstiltskin on the scene immediately. He's like, hey, so let me get that kid. And she's like, no, like what? How did you even remember? And he's like, I love kids. And it's like, I don't think you love kids in a way that's appropriate. And. Then he says, this dude's such a weirdo, Rumpelstiltskin. He's like, all right, you can keep the kid if you can guess my name. And she's like, well, what's your, uh, what's his name? He's never said it. And it's a pretty odd name if you ask me. But 
you know, she guesses six times in two days. She gets three guesses a day. And on the third day, she's got three final guesses. But if she doesn't get it right, that kid's as good as gone, right? So that night, she sneaks into the woods and she finds this little goblin dancing around a fiery cauldron because what the hell else would he be doing? And he's singing this idiot song and it goes a little something like this. Tonight, tonight, my plans I make tomorrow, tomorrow, the baby I take. The queen will never win the game for Rumpelstiltskin is my name. He reveals his name. It's like, who the hell has a solo campfire around a cauldron and then makes a rhyme about what their own name is? I don't know. But that's this guy's vibe. And so the next day he comes around and he's like, hey, so I'll be taking that child of yours. And she plays dumb. She's like, oh, is it Tom? Is your name Tom? Is your name David? And uh, and finally he's like, haha, I'm about to steal your child. And then she was like, it's Rumpelstiltskin. And he loses it. And he just, in some versions of the story, Rumpelstiltskin, he just kind of like disappears. In other versions, he drives one of his feet into the ground and splits himself in half. Very gruesome. But, you know, it's an interesting story. I think if you want to talk about major takeaways, right? A, parents know your children's abilities and don't get them into situations like that where you're trying to impress some rich guy and be like, hey, my daughter can do something that's pretty cool, even though you don't know if she can do it or not. And frankly, she definitely can't. It's like, settle down, Miller. It's inappropriate. So yeah, there's big takeaways. And I think about just Rumpelstiltskin and I think about a name like Rumpelchillskin. And you're saying, where are you going with this? And I'm saying, what if instead of weaving straw into gold, I don't know if a lot of people need that, although gold is something that could be cool, but I don't have a steady supply of straw, but I'd probably get some if I knew that there was gold uh, coming at me later with a, a little midget who was good with weaving. But Rumpelchillskin, okay. Think about all the variations of how this story could be applied in modern day. Rumpelchilskin, maybe he is a little uh, goblin who turns bad vibes into good vibes. And you say, wait, is that the only version that you thought of? And I say, absolutely not. What about Crumpelstilskin? There was a while back where crumping was a dance and maybe he turned regular dances into crumps. Right. That's pretty cool as well. And you're saying, does it stop there? And I say, what if he turned lifting weights into gains? Then he would be pumple still skin. Right. There's so many different stilt skins that we could all use. But moral of this story is don't trade away too much, but also learn people's names. OK, I think that is huge where it's like, how did you get involved with this dude? who was a sketchball from the start. Uh, how did you even come up with any kind of agreement and you didn't know his name? So I think that's a major call out is learn people's names, but also material goods aren't, you can let go of material goods. That's another call out. You can let go of necklaces and rings, but as soon as some greedy 
little midget goblin comes for your children, that's when you say enough's enough. I like that sentiment is like, listen, you can take my necklace, you can take my ring, but as soon as you come for my firstborn, I'm going to take issue with it. And if all I have to do is learn your, your name and I just get to call it to your face and you're going to explode, you're going to disappear. You're going to drive yourself into the ground. That's a weird kind of a kryptonite is your own name is your demise. Weird. It's weird. Kyle, I have more questions than answers at this point, but really key story. Crumplestilskin, Rumplechillskin, Humplestilskin. These are all good thoughts. This is an Economics Wednesday. But yeah, let's just have a little bit of kind of a deconstruction of the themes of Rumplestilskin. A, don't trust midgets or little people, whatever you want to call them. I don't care what you call them. But if somebody comes up to you and they say like, hey, let me strike you a deal. You be very cautious of that little fella. And when he says he can do something for you, like weave straw into gold, be like, I don't believe in what you're telling me and you better prove it. And then you game him right back and you'd be like, oh, you say you can do that? Well, I don't believe you. So I'm going to need you to do it for me first before I pony up with this necklace. Another lesson is fathers, lock up your daughters, especially at times like these. Don't go around to rich guys and being like, hey, I bet you my daughter could show you a couple of tricks. It's like you're not being a responsible father if that's something you're doing. Another theme that could be taken from this is if somebody's name is just too weird, like get away from them. And I've never met anyone. I've met a lot of people in my day. I've never met anyone that I've been like, wow, that name is overwhelming. I can't associate with you. But I've also never met anyone named Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. So that's an important thing to know. These are all economics lessons. They will keep you safe in investing. Okay. Other themes don't get involved with weaving that's not a profitable hobby or profession there's machines that do that ladies this one's for you don't get involved in a relationship with somebody who locks you in a confined space and says babe you better do this or i'm gonna kill you that's a that's a red flag economically amongst other things yeah this is a big story This is a big story on an Economics Wednesday. Kyle, really good choice, man. I think I could probably delve into a couple other of the Grimm's fairy tales. I think there's some good messages in there that, I don't know, people don't really read a whole lot anymore. And maybe we rediscover some key messages and maybe find a couple new messages as we've done in the tale of Rumpelstiltskin just now, in a way that people are saying, okay, had I only known that, maybe things would be different for me and maybe the world economically. 
I'm going to hit you with a parallel, okay? So here's a here's a updated version of Rumpelstiltskin. So in this version, the United States is the Miller's daughter. The Miller is coronavirus. Rumpelstiltskin is Fauci. And the jewelry is our sense of well-being. And finally, the straw being woven into gold is our country nimbly navigating herd immunity. And then you got to say, hey, I'm giving away um, this, uh, this, these necklaces and the rings and now my firstborn child, which is what? Joe Biden. Do you see where this is going? Do I even have to lay this out? You already know. I've already told you the story. The story is already in your mind. You've got all the working pieces. Just finish it. This is Economics Wednesday. I love it. You do too. Boom.